Previously on Rated RPG. Kozlo Ferngrove has died saving his friends doing stupid shit. <laughs> Driving through a fucking fire tornado. Welcome, lizard folk and gnomes, bugbears, and bards, <laughs> to Rated RPG, the actual play show slash podcast where we play Dungeons & Dragons, Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus. Race, you show up with uh, with Lulu because after a little while you guys realize, well, we could just fly way up in the sky and see if we can... And you notice the massive fire tornado, which uh, sort of leads you towards where they are. And probably after about 15 minutes, uh, during which Dubabi and, and Glovejig were probably just like way too shocked and like sort of like sitting in silence, and, you know, poking Kossel and being like, are, are you really dead, bro? <laughs> come on, come on, turn back into a bear. <laughs> you can do it. Uh, but yeah, eventually you guys show up and Lulu's like, oh dear, oh no, what happened? Glovejig, what happened? It was, it was that Haramon. He threw a fire tornado at us, I think. I don't know. I saw it all happen. They drove straight into it. I don't know why. Why would they drive into a fire tornado? I'm not sure what happened. We were covered with that darkness. Uh, why did you? I wouldn't. Uh, I, I just. I, wow. I got so many questions. <laughs> My heart is on fire. You were almost out. I'm a great driver. Drive? I don't know what happened. <laughs> why didn't you slow down and avoid that thing? Because <laughs> we couldn't see. Well, Kozlo's Why dead. didn't you come back and help us? So, because I w- didn't want to get burned alive by a fire tornado. <laughs> You're a fire genasi. Also, I saw you guys keep going off cliffs that weren't there when I drove past, so I don't understand like what you were doing. We took a different route. Oh. I go up to his 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 carcass, and I open my bag, and I just put his skull in my bag, and then I look. Is this shillelagh burned? Because I want to take his shillelagh if it's not burned. His gear is all over. I throw down my rapier. And I say, never again will I swing another weapon. And then I rub my dick on it. Get my, I got to get my scent on it. And then I tuck it. Kozlo's like, I'm glad I'm dead. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> that was my stare. I got a hunted dick. I always knew this would happen. My shape-shifting friend, may Magubliet watch over you in the afterlife. Guys, we have to bury him. Bury him in hell? I don't think that's a good idea. Well, oh, fuck that. Here, I'm gonna do this. This is probably dumb, but... We have a bucket? We that don't. usually works. But I got you. Squiggity diggity dig, and I use my animating object to make a giant bucket. <laughs> he can do that. I can do that. <laughs> do it. And I put his whole body ashes in all of the giant bucket that dances. Right. And he's continuing to fight with us, damn it. I believe... It ain't over yet. We're going to take you home, buddy. <laughs> so we are weakened at burning this. Yes, we are totally. He's, I'm going to have one spell slot used up the rest of this campaign for this bucket because he's he's coming home. Race, can you sing us a memorial song? I remember when I was just a young, horny, horny boy. I met an elf. 
Do you want to save the world? They get some great rental property out of the whole situation. And I said, yes to the second half. And then we went to hell. Had a couple of different doors down the bridge. It was so sad. Then came mommy. He did. I'm dead. Come back. We kind of still dead. Listen when I tell you. God's law. You the most Caucasian Druid father I've ever had. And I'm going to miss you. Fuck to him forever. Thank you. This is the last fucking time we're playing on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Kozlo, we're going to display your skeleton in our mansion. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they would have wanted. As an example of what not to do. <laughs> Ray is going to be so confused when we get back. <laughs> so is Bardrum. Oh, poor Bardrum. You can play fetch with my femur. That's true. <laughs> probably like you better. <laughs> You'll be, be dog toys. <laughs> now that we've bucketed Kozlo, let's heal up. <laughs> I don't, apparently we're, we're in some sort of safe place now. Are we? Well, I mean, he just... Harman just stopped. Well, it sounds like he hit a wall. Like his range is only so far. Does that make us safe from everything else? I'm got me. Make a hut. Anybody got a problem with it? No. Scooby dooby doo. And that's my hut sound. <laughs> I'm in mourning. You can't blame me. All right. So you guys, um, <clears throat> you finish up your your little memorial service for Coslo, and uh, Race starts to conjure up his. What'd you call it? Dealman's tiny hut of mischief. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you guys start, like, getting your rations out of your bags. And, uh, oh, God, this is so sad. You actually pull up, open your bags, and you get out your good berries. The last good berries oh, Coslo yeah. ever made. Oh, shit. What are we going to eat now? Well, you eat those good berries because they're going to go bad uh, by tomorrow oh, morning. Oh, yeah. How much health do we get from those? one each yeah but you're full it's it, one berry is enough to fill you for a yeah. for a day yeah wait are, we're not going to take a long rest yeah we definitely yeah, yeah you can we gotta oh yeah we're just eating those good berries i'm hey, just Coslo had 16 of them nice so you can split them um <laughs> <laughs> mr wombo says what can we eat now camera pans to Coslo's corpse <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wumbo's on fire tonight. <laughs> it says Coslo. Ah! Hey! Inspiration to your new character. <laughs> His new character's name is Crispy Toast. Uh, to Bobby, as you are uh, sort of preparing your area of rest or whatever, uh, and your mind is sort of going back to all the fond memories you have of Coslo, uh, a voice uh, pops up in your head, one that you haven't heard for a little bit, but it's the familiar voice of the devil in your shield. And it says, See, I told you he wouldn't survive. Should have taken my deal. Hmm. You like that he's dead, don't you? 
No response. I think we're square now, right? Because he died. No response. <laughs> spooky. That's spooky. Very spooky indeed, Mr. Wombo says. Oh, yeah, the shield gives fire resistance, too. So, you know, if Kazo had that, it would have helped him, too. <laughs> Anyways, a little bit of ominousness uh, from your shield to end Yeah, like right story. before I go to bed, that's, that's annoying. Wait, exactly. the guy who has fire resistance has been carrying the shield that gives fire resistance? Yes. Because you can never that have makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and also the guy who already has massive armor. Yeah, but look at how close I was to dying despite all Yeah, but that. look at how, who died. <laughs> that's true. If, if I hadn't had the shield, though, uh, I definitely would be dead. Dun, dun, dun! <sighs> but also, uh, druids don't really carry shields. That's true. They do. They are, oh, do they? They're true. the only people in your group other than you. I don't know if rangers have proficient shields. I don't remember. But they almost never uh, use them. Yeah, proficient shields. Druids, he, though, use yeah, them all the time. He wouldn't have fucking carried it because of his religion and shit. It's also metal. Yeah. See, uh, you wouldn't have wanted to carry that. Oh, yeah, you also can't use it without losing your monk abilities, says God of Gravity. I hadn't really thought about yeah. that. Not too. Um, Does that mean I'm completely resistant to fire now? Like, 100%? Sadly, no. Yeah, they don't stack. Even before this happened, I was thinking it'd be really great to have, like, one short episode of the podcast where we just talk about the whole adventure that we've been on from, like, day one. Because there's stuff in there that we've forgotten. Maybe not all of us, hopefully not all of us, so we can kind of bring everybody back up to speed, have one episode of the podcast where we're like, hey, this is how things started. If you joined us at episode 50, here's why we're here, here's what we're doing. That's cool. I think that would be really useful, too. Cool. I'm, I'm actually most rusty at stuff at the beginning, which should be pretty obvious. Well, the first, the first thing I remember is that we, we all had to figure out sort of our backstory and how it pertained to things in Baldur's Gate. Yeah. There was a murder that took place. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It started with murder. There was a guy who was like a drug dealer <laughs> and uh, Glovejag, I think, the, did Glovejag killed him? Glovejag was the one who struck the murder blow. I think the killing blow. Yeah, yeah. But Debobby was the one who like wanted it. The guy. Yeah, because he he stole my wrench. He messed with your wrench. Yep. And Race was there because he was hanging out Glove Jay because they were friends from way back. Because little guy got to have a big guy friend. Yeah. And so he was like, "Hey, this is not my problem. I'm not getting involved." Coslo was like creeping around outside and looked in a window or overheard it or heard about it and was just like, "Eh." Also not my business. Yeah. But they were all sort of like, to varying degrees, implicated in this murder. Right. And have never paid any sort of price for it, which is kind of important. It's the shared sin that your group has committed. Then you guys, uh, you know, fast forward a few years um, and Baldur's Gate is experiencing sort of a, um, a catastrophe, if you will. Uh, the neighboring city of El Terrell, a rival city, but more of a friendly rivalry. They're not, like, at war or anything. Uh, that city has just completely disappeared from the face of the earth. And in its wake are thousands and thousands of refugees uh, who have fled to Baldur's Gate. And at the same time as this wave of refugees, a uh, massive killing spree has uh, gone on in Baldur's Gate. People are just getting murdered in their homes, on the streets without any sort of rhyme or reason. And that's causing, of course, hysteria, panic, 
blaming refugees, you know, all that kind of stuff you would expect. Um, <clears throat> and so the Flaming Fist, which is the uh, the police force, so to so to speak, of Baldur's Gate, has begun recruiting uh, adventurers to assist them uh, in bringing the city to order. Uh, and you guys actually came across a a group of citizens who were being sort of like harassed by the Flaming Fist uh, and intervened, I think. Do you recall? Guys? Mm-hmm. Um, are you talking about the pirate ship? No. Pay attention. <laughs> we were our benefit, too. We weren't. We were trying to look at things that he'll be able to turn into. Okay. No, no worries. Right. We're back. Well, anyways, uh, that the details of that don't really matter. You guys got uh, recruited, so to speak. There was um, like a group. There was a group of refugees, and some yeah. of the flaming fist guards, or some of the guards, were being really aggressive. Yeah, and we stepped up and were like, "Don't, yeah, do it." And race. That was like the first time I think that race got involved and yes. talked his way out of some shit. Like, really big roles. Yeah, you were actually able to prevent, like, a, a brawl happening from a bunch of refugees and, and these flaming fists. Yeah, it was Could like have... old... They were beating old women yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah, Mr. Wimbo says they were hitting old people at the gate. Mm. That's right. Well, that sounds about right. The main... I remember when we got into that first fight at the end. I don't know. Yeah, if and there was, reason. like, talking armor that almost killed all of us. <laughs> all the gauntlets? Guys, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh, sorry, sorry. Getting very far ahead of ourselves. All right. So the guy, the Flaming Fist guy, the captain of the Flaming Fist, mm-hmm. hired us. Yep. Uh, and he, he said that uh, he wanted you guys to track down the Cult of the Dead Three, uh, which are these three evil gods that uh, they have, they've gained intel on uh, that they are the ones committing this streak of murders in Baldur's Gate. Uh, and so he kind of sent you on that mission. Which led you to an inn, uh, where you were supposed to meet up with a person, a woman, right? A woman, yeah. Yeah. Um, And she was going to give you her information that she had on where you could find the Cult of the Dead Three. And And we got jumped. Yeah, some guys Mm -hmm. came looking for her, I believe. Yep, pirates, Uh, pirates, and then we got into a fight with them, and there was a bouncer orc woman. Who I flirted with to Uh, half ogre, half Half ogre. That's correct. It was the good half. And after that, she pretty much, like, kicked a ton of ass. And yeah, I just yeah. yelled insults from outside, far away. Yeah. And then... The pirate captain was trying to get upstairs. And you were yeah. on the top of the stairs. Yeah. Jeg the, with the ten-foot reach. Right. Oh, yeah. And I cast Thunder Wave and, like, busted out all the windows. <laughs> the yeah. Place. And, entang- and entangle. Right? Yep, when we got upstairs, when we got upstairs, that yep. was like the first time I used entangle. Yeah, and I was I was at one point the only one trying to hold the captain back. Yeah, I remember yeah. I jumped off the stairs, and then I don't know what I can't remember what I did after that. You did a lot of crazy athletic stuff. You probably threw out a bag of marbles at one point. I don't think I had those. Not <laughs> yet. No, yeah. He never had marbles. He had ball bearings. Da, da Bobby, you were casting catapult, I think. I was yes. having a drink. I remember that. Yeah, you stayed down in the bar and <laughs> yep. just had a drink and talked to the bartender while we finished <laughs> the combat. This was the Elf Song Tavern, Great White Spark oh, points out. Elf yeah. Song Tavern. Thank Coslo you. Coslow nearly died, so that was like a trend. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we should have known early. It's so sad. Yeah, even in that first fight, there was a close calls. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of been like the theme, man. Because then, after we finished that, we met up with the woman, and 
she gave us the information. And is that one went to the spa? Yeah, she yeah. had said that uh, some of the people who she had found out were members of this cult were seen hanging out at that spa. Yeah. I um, gambled with her for a while. With your loaded yeah. dice. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you were a cheater. Nice. Lumbo mm -hmm. says, and you, and you beat the rug with him in it. <laughs> Did we wrap him up in a rug? <laughs> that sounds really familiar. <laughs> oh, God. That, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember that. It could that. have been 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> we, we went to that yeah. spa, yep. and Race talked to that guy. Oh, mm -hmm. I over-tipped him, it turns out, because yeah, I didn't know the value of the money. So I gave him, like, right. a whole gold piece when, like, two copper would have did it. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah you, 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 it looked like just a regular spa. Like, there was nothing suspicious there, yeah, about there it. people in there. And you tip the employee to, like, leave, and he was like, hell yeah, I'm just going to quit my job, actually. So buy about this gold piece for a year. <laughs> And is um, that is that when Glubjay got in the bath and made it all oh, frothy, yes, like frothy and scummy? Yeah. There was that woman in there doing their little her little kicks. Yes, and Glubjay flirted with her. <laughs> and as soon as he got in the water, it all turned oily and black uh. and full of bugs. Um, I don't think I ever submerged, so like from here up is was still filthy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you guys ultimately did find out that the uh, spa was actually a secret entrance to a dungeon uh, that went deep into the sewers uh, beneath Baldur's Gate. Yep. Uh, and once down there, you discovered that, yes, there was a cult. Uh, they had, there were dead bodies down there. There was a necromancer. There was a tapestry. Uh, that there was a yellow, yellow mold. mold on it. Yeah. Oh, Infamous. Yeah. Oh, Race almost died to yellow mold. We went through like three or we four healing potions. We also blew up that room because yeah. we had a torch out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys you guys smelled the sulfurous like oh, scent. No, but we didn't get the hint. <laughs> didn't oh put the God. torch out. And you didn't bury the lead. It was just like, <laughs> do you smell that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily the room didn't collapse. There was rules for the room collapsing. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, How are we all mostly still alive? Looking back at it, it's... Man, well, that that was the first big call, right? Because that's where we encountered the fireball. Yes. Yeah. Oh. The yeah. fireball. That's where what's Clem. his face Clem uh, bit the bucket. Because I was like, Clem's <laughs> yeah. rich. We can go get money from his parents, and then he was soup very shortly yeah, after. Yeah, we've we've had a bad time with fire. Yeah. We really got lucky with that. I Coslo went in as a like a black bear or a brown bear. Yeah, yeah. It was brown. early, so it's probably a black bear uh -huh. or dire wolf, maybe. At least two of us were out. At one point, maybe. Oh, yeah. Two of you guys were down, and then we were barely hanging on. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we left because we were so fucked. Yeah. We left, went back up to town. Yes. And then when we came back down... They were ready. They were ready for us. And there was that guy. It was the first time we peed in the mouth of evil. Yes. That, that old crazy guy. <laughs> and I remember he was like... Gah! He was gargling. They were it. ready for us, and you turned into a spider. <laughs> I turned into a spider. He tried to squash me. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I, went, I did some recon. And then uh, we beat the shit out of him. And <laughs> I think Dababi was the first one to pee on him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Um, and then the gauntlet, the armor, the suit of armor. No, that oh. was early. That was before the yeah. fireball. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so much harder. I don't know. I I think I <laughs> might have been the first time I used my rapier, and then that didn't make sense. I just keep trying to stab unstabbable shit. Yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. a stabber, man. Did not have a good track record with that rapier. Not at all, dude. I, that was mostly why I threw it. It, just, it, didn't, do, it didn't do nothing for nobody. And uh, uh, the second time down, I think, was when we discovered the the Vanthampoor brother, right? Yeah, uh, yep, the big guy. 
Yep. Yeah. Yep. He was um, after the yeah. witch, right? Who he beat. So it turns out that the yep. Van Thampoor family, this very wealthy, well-connected family uh, in Baldur's Gate, uh, was involved in this conspiracy, this uh, this cult. Uh, but the uh, the brother that was down there battling against them actually had betrayed his family, and he had been treated poorly by them. And uh, he was just like, "Fuck it, I'll tell you, you know, what's been going on with my mom and my brothers. Uh, this is where they live." Go ahead and do whatever you want. I'm just going to go leave. And you guys didn't attack him. You didn't kill him. You you let him go. And presumably he just fled Baldur's Gate, never to be seen again. Hopefully he's living it up. Yeah. Like, we got all that treasure from down there. Oh, yeah. And then we took it up true. in the Cult of Tiamat. Yes. This found us in the stole, courtyard. They stole everything. Yeah. This is a yeah. Very Rob important. was blind. Yeah, this is very important because this is going to come up at some point later in the campaign. But you guys did find that uh, the Van Thampoor's had stolen, somehow stolen, a section of Tiamat's horde. Tiamat, of course, being the goddess of the evil dragons. Uh, and they had paid the Cult of the Dead Three to do this murder spree using some of Tiamat's money. Mm. And as you guys left the dungeon, you were uh, not, not attacked. You were confronted. You were confronted by some cultists of Tiamat who demanded that uh, her horde be handed over. And you guys did so without fighting them. Yeah. Um, you were a little bit unhappy to, I think, yeah. but you did it. Um, and so they left without any sort of bloodshed. Uh, and like I said, this is going to matter later. So good good on you guys. Um, after that, what happened? Uh, you went to a another tavern that was actually made out of like a ship. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Where you found one of the other Van Thampoor brothers. I don't remember their names. Oh my god, Race. Uh, oh with the boy. Plan. <laughs> we got a song and dance yeah. band. I was like, <laughs> yes. what if we can. This this led into us getting one of the best real estate situations possible. Uh, I was like, what if we sneak into the house and kill them all slot like? Because they had a bunch of guards with them at the bar. And then he was like, well, what are you going to do when you get there? And I hadn't thought that far. Because once he agreed, I was just like, yeah, we got him. And then I think. We said we were, we were like a traveling music group or uh -huh. something of that sort. So it was like the next day we get there. And I don't know if we had like had camp the night before about what we were going to do. And I don't think we came to any kind of decent conclusion. So as soon as we walked in there, he was just like, you guys aren't talented. I was just seeing what you might do. That was when you, you came up with the name of the group. Was the Oh, that's true. Yes. Oh, oh, my God. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was floundering. I was like, "Oh, name Gorgeous Phoenix Brigade." And uh. I do think it's important to remember that this was also when Glubjack bought his dog, yeah, Bartram, oh, Bartram, yeah. and the first thing he did with it was force it, it into a portal, <laughs> into a, a porthole. He tied, right. he tied his oh. mastiff. Uh, he tied it with a rope and dangled it down, and then tried to shove it in a porthole on the boat. <laughs> and then he, you got it into the porthole, and it was locked in a room inside this ship. I did, because <laughs> it because it it looked like uh, a room of maybe like the owner of this place. Yeah, yeah. there was. <clears throat> I was like, there could be a lot of cool stuff in there. <laughs> I think it was, but there wasn't really much in there. Right. Um, but anyways. I uh, eventually just had to say, I think my dog somehow got in that room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not anyway, that's focusing. Tiamat. Tiamat. From a yeah. distance. That is, that is an old, cool model of Tiamat. Yep. Yeah, it's from the miniatures game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mini archers. 
So then we we uh, <clears throat> what did we do then? Where where did we go? Um, we went to their we went to the mansion. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we and fucked him up. Yeah, we kicked the whole house's ass. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we let we let the servants live. I remember that. So we started with the like I would assume he was like the main brother in charge. So we beat him. And then he had a devil with him. He did. He had that invisible imp that was really yeah. fucking hard. There that's were a few of them. That's yeah. a few of them. Yeah. That's the first time we uh. used the uh, the entangle fire combo. Like, yeah. oh yeah. And so we beat you them. entangled them on their chairs or something. We went down into the sewer. Did we go upstairs did... first? I thought we went upstairs and beat up the invalid brother. The that was that was after. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was that after? Was I thought after. we beat up the one who couldn't walk, which sounds terrible. He's <laughs> a bad person. <laughs> and he had a devil with him. No, and then I thought we went to the basement. Am I wrong? Because we got the shield in that basement, right? We, we Didn't we bring... Didn't we get the other brother first? Yeah, the other brother was the one that we made that we made the deal with on the boat. Yes. Yeah, we beat him. And then him. we burned him up. We burned and him up. And he was up. just on the floor level. And you put yeah. all those imps to sleep. Yep. Oh, no, that sounds about right. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. there were a couple imps that did get away, and you yeah. you had to fight yeah. them later. And then we yeah. then we went to the gimp. That's true. The gimp. <laughs> the animated armor was up there in one yep. of the rooms. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. That was a tough fight. We we thought <laughs> we thought that fight was going to be really bad with with the uh, the sickly brother. Yeah. And it was just like <laughs> we hit him once. He had like he was nine dead. hit points. We were like, <laughs> he's going to have really bad spells. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gonna, it was like reverse yeah. make a wish. It was like, just sad. <laughs> <laughs> like punched him in the face or something. Yeah, that's over. an example of an enemy you could have killed with your rapier. Oh, you really could have. <laughs> the only one. <laughs> and I don't know if he warned us, but for or did we talk to like maybe one of the help? The servants. The, yeah. yeah. Just trying to be nice, but then we went down to the basement, and that's when we found the old woman uh, in the shield, and we were like, "Where's the owner of the house?" Because we were looking for the mother, right? Yeah. yeah. And was she down there? I can't remember. Yeah, she yep, was in she that. Was. She was in that room with the big statue. That's where we got the sword. Uh huh. Uh, I forget oh. which sword that was. Not the Arise Chicken, but the other one. Great White Spark says, "Don't forget the Helmed Horror <coughs> and the Ball Bearings." Yeah. Oh. It wasn't an animated suit of armor. It was a Helmed Horror, which uh -huh. is a very specific and powerful type of animated armor. Okay. Um, and yeah, what was that the first time you used the ball bearings against that I thing? I believe it was. Yeah. yeah. I tried to pour it inside him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Pour the ball bearings inside I was like, it's going to get so heavy. And then it, <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah. Is that where we uh, found No, those... you used the ball bearings first in the uh, in, <sighs> in that place where that woman was taking a... It, down in the sewers, she was taking a bath in a coffin full of blood. Because we slept oh, on them yes. trying and there to was, get there. Yeah, oh my god, that was such a shit fight. <laughs> yeah. And then um, there was that, that tiefling woman that we rescued. The one that right was up? hanging on the wall? Oh. Yeah, she was hanging on the wall originally. Yeah, she was hanging on the wall. Yeah. We put her in a... Coffin, and then and, and that's also where I found the bag of beans inside oh, that yeah. old corpse. You were oh, digging yeah. around in there. You yeah. literally dug around in a yeah. corpse and found a bag of beans, which yeah. I was like not expecting you to do, but you did it. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So and then that's where we found the shield. You found the shield, and you also found Thavius Krieg. Yeah. Yes. Um, who was the leader of Elturel, the missing city? The high, the high priest. Yeah. Um, 
and you found out pretty quickly, he wasn't a very convincing liar, found out pretty quickly that he was a sketchy, bad kind of guy. But was it Rhea? She was, she thought he was... Yes, the bomb. Yeah. Rhea. We all we totally forgot to even mention her, didn't we? Yeah, we found her down there too. Uh, no, she she was actually at the uh, the tavern that was yeah. the, the, oh, the, yeah. the ship. Right. Yeah, we brought her with us. Mm-hmm. We made her remember the gorgeous Phoenix. Uh-huh. And then when we peed yep. in the mouth of evil, she was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we had to do some convincing that. to get her to pee in the mouth of evil, but we got her to. She Eventually. was very emotionally unstable. And then oh. then through a series of. Uh, Amazing persuasion rolls. I, I I got Thabius Krieg to follow me oh all the God. way through. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh and that, yes. that's where we used the bean the first time because oh, yeah. we made the statue that said I was a horrible person and should be attacked. <laughs> and it, it told everyone where you were at all right. times. <laughs> but I even I even got convinced Thabius Krieg to go through that room, <laughs> yeah. even though the statue was yelling that I was horrible. I feel like. All right, I feel like anybody listening to this is just going to be more confused. <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened? It's what been a wild ride, man. About? Sounds like you guys were just on uh, mushrooms or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what were we fighting in that room originally when I threw the bean? Um, it was some sort of devil. That oh, God, out. I don't remember. Barbed devil, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, sounds right. Spine uh, devil. I know there were some bearded devils down there, yeah. too. Yeah. And then there was that angel statue... And that's mm-hmm. where we found the sword, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, Inside the angel statue? Yep. Yeah, yeah, she had some like gl- some glow coming from her eyes, yeah. I think, and uh, you figured out, oh, she must be hollow, and you found a like a plus one sword that was lit up. Yeah, Bardrum's Bite. Bardrum's Bite. A barbed barb, barb devil named Odious and four cultists. Oh, oh, nice. that was that down in that area too. That was where Co- where Kozlo cast uh, spike growth and then was dragging people through it yeah. with uh, with his whip. Yeah, that's right. That was awesome. We really pissed off Emery that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is today was my revenge. Oh, I oh. bided my time for a very long time. Um, okay, what happened? And then and then we brought Fabius up into the stables. Yep, mm-hmm. and you gave him a horse. Oh, I was going <laughs> to Glubjig. Yeah, Glubjig was and, almost gonna let him go. At this point, I thought Fabius Krieg, the big the big bad guy in this whole scenario was gonna just get away yeah he, was, he almost did and then yeah, we were sort of like wait like really close what are we doing it was, it was <laughs> evil right i think i think my idea was to get him away from anybody that could help him okay. and then uh tie him up but it was but, a, but it was like we were just like let's make sure get away as easy as possible sir Here yeah you go. yeah from my perspective it was like okay you know he's bad but you don't want him to know that you know he's bad. Yeah. So you're going to pretend like you don't know he's bad, but then you just took it way too far. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's a horse, no, head out, and have a good time. And then I had to run after you. him and tackle him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Great White Sparks is, especially the clueless gardener who just watched the whole thing. Because <laughs> we bring Fabian oh, Freak yes. out in the courtyard, and then we just beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> Yeah, and then on the map, I was like, who's that guy? <laughs> he was like, he's the gardener. <laughs> and then Rhea was like, my God, what are you doing to Thavius Krieg? Yeah. yeah, it took a while to convince her. And then she peed in the mouth of evil. Yeah, She found out that he, he had finally. sold out all of El Terrell and everybody who lived in it and condemned them to hell. 
Um, so yeah, very bad guy. And you guys killed him, right? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. did. Uh, Rhea, Rhea did, I think. Rhea. She killed him. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Once she found out what he did, she ended his miserable life. And I think pissed in his mouth. I think that's the first she time did. she yep. did. Yeah. First I don't and think only she, time. Yeah, I was going to say it. She went in a room. She wanted to be private. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, like, drugged the she body. privately did it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's still yeah. a lady. I get it, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, at that point, you guys thought the campaign was over and you were just going to have this yeah. house now. Since it was going to be a full all house. The... Just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Killed it's everybody but the gardener. Um, and so, you know, you're like, all right. So you went back to the captain. You said, mission accomplished, uh, Captain of the Flaming Fist, whose name I forget. Um, Zotch. Mr. Zotch. Captain Zotch. 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 Captain Zotch. Um, what do we get? And he gives you a whole bunch of money. Uh, and he basically says, uh, like, you're free to go. But you can't own that house. That house does not belong to you. That's not how the law works here in this city. <sighs> but if you wanted the house... You would have to talk to Alder Ravenguard. Now he's the guy who runs Baldur's Gate, but unfortunately, he was an Elturel when it got dragged down into hell. So he's like, "My hands are tied. You're gonna have to go, literally, go to hell to find the guy who could get you this house, who can sell and, you the house." And when Zaj gave us the money, the Bobby didn't you like say, "That's not enough. We want more." Yeah. <laughs> I think you said that then. You're like, made him give us more money. <laughs> And then he did, though, didn't he? No, he, you got to know your worth, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I just uh, value us. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Plus the renovation. Oh, okay. The so that, is this when we went to Candlekeep? Yeah. yeah. We had to take that book of poetry. Yep. That horrible yes. book of poetry that the shrimpy, wimpy brother wrote. Right. <laughs> yep. Because uh, the, the, the gimpy, shrimpy brother uh, had some sort of weird, like, box. That uh, you guys yes. couldn't figure out how to open. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, so I think you had met also an NPC down in there who had known sort of what that was. He was like a nerdy yeah. NPC who had been captured by the Vanthampours, totally blanking on their name. Uh, but he was like, "Yeah, that's that's like an infernal hell puzzle. The only people who could open that are like in Candlekeep." And so you guys went to Candlekeep, gave him that nerd's book. Uh, got in. Well, uh, before don't we... forget about the rutabaga farmer. Oh, the, oh, the, the, the turnip oh, farmer. Yeah, because we almost yeah. lost the shield during that. Fight. Yes. Oh my god. We didn't that... know who was gonna hold on to it, so we just let no one do it until like they almost stole it. We that didn't fight want was no, but none of us wanted yeah, to hold we onto the shield. Of it. Yeah. We thought it was evil, and we were oh, right. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, were we right. totally called it. It's just the Bobby can handle evil better than us, I guess. But yeah, this nice turnip farmer just. Tipped his hat yeah. to us along the road and said, yeah. hello, have a nice day. And then, uh, yeah, once they got past us, they were not term turnip farmers. Nope. <laughs> nope, they were some sort of horrible devil person who flew up into the sky and started, like, throwing firebolts at you. And then I think a bunch of other minions attacked oh. you guys. And uh, they were all trying to get this shield, this very inconspicuous shield that you had found down in the dungeon beneath the Vanthampur Villa. Um, and at this point, had the shield spoken to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah? yeah. It tried to talk to Glubjeg, I think, first. Uh -huh. Maybe it was Glubjeg, or was it yeah. Kozlo? I thought, for some reason, I felt like Kozlo, it talked to him, because he was like, he had a real bad vibe about it immediately. Yeah, yeah and then the right. shield was like, destroy it. and then the shield was like, eh, fuck this guy, and then uh, he started talking yeah. to, to, uh, right. to Bobby. It, and basically right when you found it, it started talking to you. And it was telling you, like, hey, you know, these guys want to use me for really terrible things. you got to get me out of here. And uh, you guys were suspicious of it from the very beginning. 
Um, but, uh, you know, it, you only grow more suspicious as you kept talking to it. Uh, and then, yeah, it was, it was, you guys were attacked by these devils and these cultists and whatnot. They were clearly trying to get the shield from you. Almost succeeded. Um, but the best part was how easy they thought it was going to be. <laughs> and they were just waltzing towards the shield. They were just like, wow, that was really easy. And these guys were stupid. <laughs> and then we just m- massacred them. Well, I remember there I was one point. How we killed them. I was one point where one of those bandits was literally about to hand it to the devil. And yeah. I, I dashed towards him and I got it and I ripped it out of his hand. Yeah. Yeah, there was like one roll away. Yeah, it was literally yeah. like a foot away from yeah. oh from God. the devil's hands. I think uh. that I think that guy could cast plane shift. I'm pretty sure that was his his, yeah. his yeah. escape plan. Was like I'm just gonna get the shield and plane shift out of there. But then I think they took me down, and so then someone else took the shield. I I, I ended up hiding under our carriage with the shield like a scared child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like, right. That's, <laughs> I was like, I can't fight and hold it, so I'm under here and. <laughs> Mr. Wombo says, Kozla turned into an elk and ran 10,000 feet to do an amazing attack and missed. <laughs> oh, that was the elk one. All right. Oh, it was a war horse. Okay. Oh, or, or a, it was either a riding horse or a war. I think it was a war horse. And I remember Jason was sitting oh, maybe there. Maybe it was an elk. No, yeah, it was an that elk. time was, it was a giant elk. elk. Yeah. It was a war, Jason, war elk. Jason was sitting there, like, war through elk. everyone else's turns, like, doing math. Like, yeah, trying to figure out how many feet, feet yeah. I could get. How far would like, I need to go? What yeah. kind of creature could I turn into? I was so excited. Because it was <laughs> like, I could knock him prone. It's like, I'm <laughs> fucking this whole shit up. And then I rolled, like, a three. <laughs> Fucked it all up. Oh, God. Goodness. Yeah, it was a war horse, says Great White Spark. It was something with four yeah. legs that was fast. Well, we won. We, we kept did. the shield. Yeah. yeah. Bobby got it. Equipped it. And they've been best friends ever since. Uh, oh yeah, we have good conversations. He's you know, he's he's fun to chat with when I get lonely. We made it to Candlekeep. We did. Yep. yep. We have to trade that terrible poem book of just like bad cure lyrics and. <laughs> that's yep. where we met the. Um, was it an orc? That's when we oh, met Lulu. I know ogre. that much, right? The yeah, ogre with the ogre. band of intellect. Yeah, that was a headband of intellect. Ogre. Yep. Ogre. But yeah. it was reading books and it was speaking in complete sentences, not even just complete sentences, but like eloquently. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, turns out that they had accidentally, or they had smashed a halfling, like to get like a yeah. shiny headband that the yeah. halfling had had. And once they put it on, they suddenly became intelligent and like self aware and immediately very regretful <laughs> of just murdering a poor halfling. Uh, and so this this ogre had spent just kind of the rest of their life life like like living nonviolently and just reading books and candlekeep. Well, then um, Lulu came over and was mm-hmm. like like spraying uh, ale out of her out of her trunk. She, she was working as a bartender mm-hmm. in the bar in Candlekeep, and then um, for like <laughs> probably three or four sessions afterwards, like. Some of us believed that she could I, just create beers. Yeah. yeah, we thought she had like a we thought she had a tap inside of her, a beer tap. And she's like, no, no, I just suck it up in my trunk and then I serve it. Oh, gross! Well, you're not a magic beer elephant. Yeah, I thought yeah. this was a mystical universe. I remember listening to that moment on the podcast, and especially you, uh, Aaron, were so disappointed. Oh God! Yeah. Bobby was like, what? <laughs> I like how you're like, it's cool to drink the beer that comes out of the magic infinite yeah. beer hose elephant, 
but not cool if I'm drinking it out of the same trunk if it's not infinite and magical. Like, <laughs> yeah, the snot-nosed elephant sucked it into and then poured it into our hearts. Right. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, you were introduced to Lulu there, but you know she was just some other background NPC. You didn't realize how important she was until a little bit afterwards. Um, when you take finally, you take this uh, infernal puzzle box uh, to the person you're there to see, who is a a master uh, and a very learned person when it comes to everything related to hell. Also, forget her name. She's a very powerful wizard, though. Uh, she manages to open up the box and tells you that it contains. Oh fuck! What did it have? It had like a uh, a contract with the devil. Was it the contract? Yeah. Okay. That had it the explained. Souls? Yeah, oh, yeah right. It explained that Elturel was sold. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. Um, and and she she you know once she read that and uh, uh, kind of figured out what it what it all meant, she she said that you the only way that you guys could save Elturel and get the house that you want is to go down into Avernus and somehow bring it back without really any sort of game plan. Other than, <laughs> here, you know the barmaid that, you know, you just drank the snot of? Uh, she just happens to be familiar with that place and so sent Lulu on this trip with you. Um, let's see. Oh, Silvira Savikas says Great White Spark. That sounds right. Um, and I was kind of su- I was kind of surprised that uh, Rhea didn't come with us. Yeah, well, she 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 can like in the book actually it, she she usually does. I just uh-huh. kind of didn't really feel like running her anymore. Yeah, she seemed um, a little fragile, especially after yeah. the whole thing with peeing in the mouth of Thavius Creek. Right. Yeah. Broke her for sure. Despite all the guidance she would have been able to give us in hell, <laughs> she wouldn't have really been able to do much. Like she doesn't really know much yet either. She would have helped. All the way up until you guys left uh, Elturel, because she actually would have stayed on Elturel to like help the people there. Sure. So I just got rid of her a little bit sooner fun. than she would have. Well, she would have just got crisped anyway in the back of some weird vehicle. She'd come with us. All of our yeah. friends get baked. She would have used CRISPR technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, personally, I just I just kind of hate running NPCs. That's just a thing that I have as a DM. Like I just don't like having them in combat and. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Too much other stuff. So then we we got down into that into Elturel. Yeah, and, and we met a demon right away who kind of taught us the rules, right? Yeah, we about made, like, making deal deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a woman and a, and her kid. That's true. We saved them. We saved them, and then that's when we met those like three dwarves. And then we were gonna like spring that trap on the bridge. It was like you and the dwarf, I think. And then either we took too long or something with the trap, and then she got murdered very quickly. Yeah. And then we tried to save the rest of them. And was that before the mummy rot? Was it? That no, was that before. was right. That would have been before because we ended up beating well, we, them. Well, I'm lost at this point. Before we the beat mummy them rot. up, a couple of uh, the dwarf died on the bridge. Yes. We went to the temple. That was when oh, we got over the bridge, and that was when you yeah. you cast the tiny hut. We had a yeah. fight or two before the bridge, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a, a, a building full of undead, I remember. Yeah, that we yeah. Had yeah. had to fight. We threw a fight on them, and then... Uh, That's where I did the uh, hang down from the roof oh, and mm-hmm. shoot upside down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like the first time I hypnotic pattern worked, or I had just uh-huh. got it. So, yeah, okay. And so we beat them. You uh, you found a couple of dwarves, mm-hmm. uh, one of whom was a priest, <clears throat> oh, yeah. and uh, 
and you offered mm. to sort of help uh, take them to safety, uh, as well as a few children and a mother, because um, there there are some stragglers that had still just not been brave enough to leave their homes, mm. uh, but they eventually would have been killed by undead or devils or something. So, you gathered up a little group of uh, refugees and crossed this great bridge that uh, connected uh, the two halves of the city. Normally, it would be over water, but instead, it was over just a 500-foot plunge into a swirling madness of an army of devils and demons fighting each other. So a little bit worse than falling into a river. Um, <clears throat> and as you got to the bridge, uh, you realized that it was being guarded by various flying uh, devils. And But uh, uh, was it the, the dwarvish priest or somebody recognized that the bridge actually had a ward yeah. on it? Yeah, it was the dwarvish priest. Um, that the bridge had an enchantment, like a holy enchantment, that if activated would repel any sort of uh, outsi- evil outsiders. And so you guys got to work trying to activate that ward, which was actually quite challenging. And it, be- um, it, it sort of became a game of how how long can we hold off these yeah. these devils b- so they don't leave the bridge before we can get that thing exactly. to turn on. And they were shooting spines at you, and they were actually doing a lot of damage. I used um, Gust of Wind a couple times. Yeah. Pushed them back. Uh, and finally... I think the Dwarvish Priest activated the ward yeah. with with Kozlo's help. Yeah. But then Which Mr. Wumbo says Kozlo got that dwarf killed by trying to show off to Torm, who ended up failing him. Yeah, I kept trying to... <laughs> no, 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 I'll do the prayer for Torm. <laughs> right. Kept botching it. Took yeah. about six tries. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the dwarf was annihilated. The dwarf got sniped immediately by, like, a crit or something. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was a tragic NPC death akin to Clem. Um, but yeah, you guys crossed the bridge. You made it to the uh, the the um, oh fuck, what was the name of the church? Straight through the head. <laughs> yeah, uh, the cathedral. The cathedral with the uh, with, oh, the with all the with stuff. all the monster columns. Yeah. yeah. So you make it to the cathedral, which is uh, where all the survivors have sort of the, sort of gathered. Uh, but the the upper levels of it uh, were swarming with devils and demons. You had to get through some hellhounds first. Oh, yep. yeah. oh yeah, I used the rats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I that was be hilarious. Real smart to be like, hey rats, just go trick those those uh, giant hellhounds, and I think it worked for like half a minute. It, it did. I mean, you you <laughs> right. aggroed the hellhounds, <laughs> and they went after the rats, and then you guys sort of came in from behind. Which uh, saved you guys getting attacked by the hellhounds That's a little true. bit. And this yeah. is where Lulu um, stuck behind. Lulu yeah. stayed behind to like protect the children and the remaining dwarves. Uh, you guys kind of cleared out the, the whole uh, first floor, made sure everyone was all safe. Oh. And then hilariously, I remember, uh, um, Race, you sent oh. a group of rats. Because <laughs> we were in trouble. And I was like, Lulu, had, I had just seen she had first did that, uh, you know, her horn attack. And I was like, oh, shit, we need that. We're in big trouble. So I, like, took a piece of my clothing and I gave it to these rats like they would know what to do with it. And I was like, take it to Lulu. And then the rats ran and then she just murdered them. Because she's like, what are these rats doing? <laughs> right. Like, oh, get rats. away from these children, yeah. you uh, evil rats. What would you do if a horde of rats <laughs> came charging I, I was like, she'll know what a piece of my she'll shitty be like, cloth looks like. <laughs> yeah. And all the rats are trying to go like, no way. <laughs> I wonder if those rats have a message for me. <laughs> 
feel I just it. wrote something, but no. Just look at the bloody cloth. You don't know what that means. Oh, Down God. here in hell, and I, I bet those rats are friendly. <laughs> oh, that's where uh, you dragged all those giant devil crabs through the spike oh, grove. Oh, my God, the crabs. Mm, yeah. Heck yeah. There's oh so yeah, we crabs. caught crabs. Yeah, we yeah, caught those crabs. crabs we, it was like a ton of them. I was nervous. Man. Yeah, we, we, we were up on the organ balcony, sniping people. Yeah, uh, it took me like eighty tries to realize that magic doesn't work against the devil, and I just kept <laughs> shouting. I was like, "Hey, you still suck!" Nothing. Mm. But yeah, I'm gonna miss the spike growth um, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, web combo that we had. Going. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. going to be rough. We could really uh, yeah. keep enemies I, at bay. I could learn spike growth at some point if you want me to. Yeah, yeah that's might true. Might be good. Mm. Oh, yeah. We went um, down in that. We found that that big fist of Torm, and we went down yeah. in the catacombs. Yeah. Cool. Right? But first, didn't we? Wait. Yeah. Did we search that whole cathedral? Yeah. Because yeah. well, of the blood yeah. altar, right? Yeah, we found the mm -hmm. altar of Torm. There was that dead, dying druid. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was the... Was Did we go down first and then come back and search it? Or did we search it first? You didn't search the whole thing first before you went down. Okay. Yeah, we didn't really find too much up there. That's right. We didn't you. search it thoroughly until we had the whole mummy rot issue. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the mummy rot issue. <laughs> yeah. So after clearing out the first floor, you guys found the sort of secret entrance to the basement, which is where all the survivors were hi uh, hiding. And so on your way down in there, uh, you came across uh, a room uh, where it was clear that there were a bunch of interred bodies. Uh, and uh, you had the option. I presented, I believe, as the DM, presented the option to open up the, uh, <laughs> the, the like coffins or whatever, their sarcophagi. And Coslo at first no, you, said like no, very no, against. As the voice of reason, we're we're gonna be in trouble going forward. But yeah, you were like, guys, we shouldn't just open call. And then it was like we got through the first one, and we went through like nine or ten of them, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, now you're gonna pay for being idiots. And then the mummy showed up, <laughs> and then that's when I was like, finally my time to shine, and I pulled out my rapier. I just stabbed it in the chest, and then that's when like I realized. A puff of dust. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, there was like no meat here to get stuck." <laughs> Let me ask you a question, yet. Have you ever seen the movie The Mummy? Yeah, with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yeah, that came out what, like '99. Yeah, yeah. I was um, I just remember that was like a cute British woman. I think <laughs> I was like 11, so I don't really remember it that well. You didn't take you didn't take the fact that stabbing mummies doesn't really work. No. I remember the second one with The Rock a lot better because, like, he turned into a scorpion and that was, like, real dope. <laughs> yeah. But, nah, man. I should have. And then, I don't so, know, how did you get hit? Because I got hit first, I thought, because I was stupid. Oh, did you try to save me, Coswell? He did. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh. Glubjag immediately ran away to an adjacent room. Uh, mm -hmm. Bobby actually got paralyzed. Yeah, I was, I was neutralized immediately. Yeah. The mummy just kept, like, oh, terrifying him. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody, like, literally everyone ran away. And uh, I don't think Race did. I think Race just got immediately, like... Yeah, he got, he got <laughs> stuck in fucked by right the mummy. And then I, yeah, and so I was the only one left standing there, and I was just like, Gull! and I looked at the mummy and just froze permanently. <laughs> I left to regroup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I backed off, and I was like, oh, shit, and then I came back in. 
Yeah, and that's when we discovered they'll just burn up. Like all you have to do is <laughs> touch a match to them, and they just—they are vulnerable to fire. <laughs> Very few hit points too. Um, oh, that was the worst though. They, oh. Yeah, it managed to infect Costla uh, with mummy rot and race with mummy rot, which slowly over the course of the next few weeks was going to kill them. Yeah. Well, he um, almost race almost died. Uh, Mr. Wombo says, "Yeah, race was at two death saving throws. Yeah, mm-hmm. that he had failed, and he was one roll away. Yeah, and you made it." Yeah, incredible. We've had some really close calls on yeah. this podcast. Yeah, actually, there's been so many close calls. The fact that finally one of us <laughs> died is truly miraculous. Yeah. And, and honestly, in a way that we really didn't see coming. No, yeah, we exactly. We know yeah. we're about to die. No, it didn't. Usually, it we know. felt like we weren't even. We were, it felt yeah. like you guys were totally good yeah. to go. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we did it again. And yeah. Wow. Um,. <laughs> So after you guys got that mummy rot, uh, you guys found a tomb of the forgotten soldier, uh, which there's this great sword on essentially like another sort of uh, sarcophagus or coffin or whatever. Uh, And you guys made your knowledge checks and found out like, oh, this is a soldier who at some point uh, faced off against a demon. And she, she was actually just like a regular villager, like totally unremarkable person. Uh, but then a demon threatened her village, and she grabbed this greatsword, totally unremarkable greatsword, and was possessed by the spirit of Torm, um, and basically killed this demon like by herself, a feat that nobody could have possibly accomplished, uh, but in the process of doing so, died herself. And nobody knew like who she was or like what her deal was. Uh, but they buried her here, and this great sword is supposedly connected to Torm in some way. Um, so you're like, "Oh, that's cool," and then your evil shield told you to destroy it. Um, yeah, he did not like that sword. Yeah, Jealous, and Glubjig was like, "Nah, I think I'll keep it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would. He didn't want you to get close to that sword. Um, we had to stay twenty feet did. apart, right? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, for yeah, a while. For a while. Then, then they got used to each other. Hmm. Well, then I pulled that stunt. I actually put the sword back, but pretended I still had it and ran at you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> to see oh what God. the shield would do. Just, yeah, just the three of us are very fate. impulsive without Kozlo. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be hard. Well, hopefully we'll meet a, a new friend. Soon, I'm sure. We'll but... meet a new friend who'll be smart. <laughs> and then we met the uh, other people down there, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, there was a group of like 100 or so uh, survivors from El Terrell, they, they didn't really have much of a leader down there because uh, uh, Older Ravenguard had taken his best knights uh, to go and and deal with the undead threat because they're, you know, being a big cathedral, there was a graveyard nearby, and uh, when you're in hell, that's not a great thing to be living next to because some necromancer had come down there and started raising all the bodies into zombies and skeletons. Uh, so they went over there to deal with that, uh, but they left an exorcist in charge, a young young woman, um, one of the few remaining priests that was alive, uh, and she kind of let you rest. She told you where to find Old Raven Guard, but she was concerned because he had been gone for quite some time, uh, and it's not a very far away graveyard. So uh, she also said that um, oh, she cured your mummy rot, didn't she? She did. Yeah, she, she had, could only pick she, one. Yeah, she, 
And Coslow said, give it to race. Yeah. She had a scroll of greater restoration or something like yeah. that. Or remove curse. That's what it yeah. was. Scroll or remove curse. Use it on race. Um, and then you guys went to the graveyard through the secret tunnel uh, where you ran into uh, a bunch of spirits, uh, specters and things like that that messed you up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, oh, the skeletons, the Minotaur skeletons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a whole bag of ass, for yeah. sure. Entire bag of ass. You found a mysterious hole that just had purple smoke coming oh! out of it. And then is that when Coslo had the brilliant idea to just moonbeam it without yes. questioning yeah. it? Yeah. Hell yeah. You just threw just, a moonbeam yeah. into the evil like, hole. Yeah. <laughs> you killed like all the zombies yeah. and shit. They were c- crawling their way out of it. That was pretty brilliant. Yeah. Oh, and that's when we found uh, Gideon's diary. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, so you found out that Gideon Lightword, a former priest of... Uh, Lathander. I think, um, had sort of gone a little bit insane uh, in his time here. He, was, he, he hated demons, specifically. He hated the chaotic evil demons so much... That he actually was willing to make a deal with Zariel, the Archduke of Hell, of Avernus, I mean. Um, and uh, she turned him into an undead and gave him all sorts of powers specifically to fight demons. And he saw nothing wrong with that. That's how crazy he was. So he was the one who had been raising all the undead, not necessarily to fuck with the humans that were there, although they were still doing that. He had mostly raised the undead to help fight the demons. Um, so you guys managed to encounter him and not kill him, although it was a clusterfuck of a fight. It really uh, was. Based on one curtain being ripped aside briefly. <laughs> yes. For a peek. Yep. And uh, found out that you guys were sort of on the same side. And he told you that um, <clears throat> that uh, the guys you were looking for were downstairs. You went even deeper in, and that's where you found older Ravenguard who was locked in mental combat uh, with some sort of evil demonic force and literally the god Torm on the other side. We're, we're kind of at war because of the, uh, the holy helmet that he had put on uh, to try to... Um, what was he using the helm of, of Torm's sight for? I think he was just trying to ask Torm like, for guidance on how, to, how the hell to get out of El Terrell is what he was doing that for. But anyways, a portal had opened up. Uh, demons were pouring forth. You guys fought the demons. You actually kicked their asses. Yeah, it yeah, was. was pr- I think that was our best combat ever. Yeah, it was strategically. like infernal minotaurs or something, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. And we just lined them up in a hallway and just yeah, ball bearing them. Yeah. And we had a race had his, <laughs> his arm wardrobe. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. We really killed that we one. We had some decent fights. We did. Yep. And it was important you did that too, because like they're saying, Coslo had very few hit points left, and he yeah, couldn't like 10 regain or them. Nine or something, I couldn't heal. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, you you grabbed all the Raven Guard. He was still sort of like paralyzed by this thing happening with him, and so you took him to the Exorcist, and she said, "I can do an exorcism, but it's going to be dangerous." Uh, so you guys prepared for that, and I listened to that podcast the other day, and you guys spent. So long preparing for that exorcism is. Oh yeah, Debobby. <laughs> Debobby built a tiny little shit shack, and Glubjig made a zip line. <laughs> yeah. And we went and played the the organ that would have murdered us all if we hadn't if we uh, had done it before we yeah got in there. Um, 
And but everybody was terrified to hold yeah. the sword mm-hmm. against older Raven Guard. You guys, they had to in order to do the exorcism, they had to take an object that represented self-sacrifice, <laughs> and that's what that great sword was for of the hidden uh, or of the unknown soldier. Uh, and that's why the shield wanted, had wanted you to destroy it because it knew, you know, this kind of stuff. But anyways, it, it knew did. that that sword was really hard to hold on to. Uh. <laughs> like, how could you possibly hold on to a sword? Yeah, I was like, um. make me, I'm gonna make a giant hand. We were so scared. You guys are yeah. terrified, dude. Well, and Globjig's not exactly a self-sacrificer either. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys did. <laughs> You did settle on race animating a stone hand, Ugh. which would then hold the sword against all the Raven Guard while the exorcism was taking place. And you guys realized that basically every round, whatever was holding that sword was going to take a whole bunch of damage. Um, and the hand was starting to break apart, and Dababi was like, I'm just going to hold on to it. And uh, there was a little bit of a debate about, like, what if I, uh, you know, what if I just... Uh, don't hold on to it, and I just wait for the hand to get destroyed, and then I'll catch it real fast. And I was like, that's not going to work, but I guess I'll let you make a deck save. If you really want to go that route, I'll let you make a deck save. But if you fail it, it'll be bad. And then he was... uh, You guys decided to tie a rope around it. As if the rope would be immune to damage. That whole session was just the helmet, right? Like, goodness. Yeah, Yeah. it was just constant fucking up. What if we just do it this way? And I had, like, nailed my nine hit points. I was just in a different part of the room. (laughs) We were all in a weird place mentally at that point. Yeah, I was up on my zip line. (laughs) The dumbest thing was that the book doesn't account for if the players fail at this at all. It just... (laughs) It doesn't say anything. Like, who would fail at holding like, a sword? Who would, who would try to cast web on a sword? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I just decided that it would summon like a very powerful demon, like a challenge rating equivalent demon to you guys, and it was a pain in the ass. The thing hit like a truck. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, yeah. But you guys still managed to beat it, uh, and you exercised the uh, the helm off of uh, Ravenguard, and... Uh, he thanked you guys. He he said he would do whatever he could when he got back to Baldur's Gate to help you get that property. Uh, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, Mr. Wumbo says, Glubjig setting up his canopy in the upper bowels of the cathedral with zip lines took like 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't end up mattering at all. <laughs> no, it didn't. Yeah, the will-o'-wisps that appeared too, like they all just oh, died yeah, instantly. Yeah. You just murdered them too. Um, the Balgura was the Bal- demon. Oh, Balgura, yeah. Balgura, yeah. And then I got cured. My mummy rot. Coslo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You were miraculously cured of your mummy rot by Torm, presumably. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give him too much credit. <laughs> you certainly weren't cured of it by the shield, who had been <laughs> basically telling to Bobby every chance that it could that this was not going to work. Coslo was going to die. He should let he should let uh, the shield cure the mummy rot because if he doesn't then Coslo is just going to die. Turns out that he wasn't correct that Torm did cure the mummy rot. Or was he correct because <laughs> Coslo ended up dying not that long later. Uh-huh. Um, but um uh I forget I forget what happened at that point. Did did Lulu get some of her memories back? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so that that whole exorcism event, and uh, she got some of her memories back. She started remembering that there are some bird men. She remembered these bird men out in the desert, uh, and she even remembered a rough direction of where to go. And so you guys said goodbye to everybody. You gathered up all your things, and you figured out a really cool and clever way to get off of El Terrell, the floating city, um, that beneath it was like this, these armies of devils and demons fighting. And so you couldn't just like slow fall down or feather fall down. Um, yeah, didn't we? I wanted to make like a bench at first. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, let's. And there was a wagon. There was like, it was a wagon and then there was like a, a parasail, right? Yeah, it was all yeah. you. You, you yeah, just yeah. created a parasail out yeah. of nothing with your magic. And then That's you right. animated like a carriage <laughs> that you found and th- which allowed it to fly. So between those two things. And somebody was going to climb down at first, but it was like we decided they would get really hurt doing it. Yeah, you could also climb down the massive black chains that are holding El Terrell That's, and dragging it That was it down. my original okay. thought, but yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we forgot my new my new weapon, too. Oh, yeah, when Ooh. we prayed at the Lathander window. Yeah. And everyone got a nice present except for to Bobby because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a, anything bad, though. No, yeah. you just didn't get It was get pleasant. Any, you didn't That's get when anything. I got morning's, morning's shaft. That's yeah. right. I didn't need anything anyway. Yeah, you guys, yeah, you prayed at the, 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 the glass, the stained glass window of Lathander, and it's like, you know, it gives the player who does that, uh, like, a plus one weapon. Yeah. But I was like, that's lame. Plus one. So we had a cool like uh, um, contest essentially, where uh, audience members could like submit their own ideas for weapons, and it was like a plus two equivalent weapon. And we combined their ideas. Yeah, we tried. It. We combined yeah. like three ideas into one thing. It was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, we're we're getting really close to being caught up here. Yeah. You guys uh, traveled the desert for, uh, for about a day before you found you ran into. The place that Lulu said is the correct place turned out to be this massive, like, scrap heap uh, that was run by a night hag called Mad Maggie. Fort uh, who, Knuckle Bones. Fort Knuckle Bones, thank you. Um, and she had, like, an army of red caps and mad caps, which are tiny little fey gnomes that are insane and uh, bizarrely strong. Oh. Very strong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they'd be really good at soccer. <laughs> yes. got one of them murdered because we told the other one she crocheted or something, right? Yeah, we found his secret, <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, poor guy. His secret <laughs> creations behind the outhouse. <laughs> yeah, so you guys... He, they, they beat the shit out of him and killed yeah. him. You wanted to sort of make everybody happy there so they would help you. Uh, and to do that, yes, you did have to inadvertently or advertently cause the death of many red caps. Um... You also helped out a floating skull who was missing its tooth, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, which had been stolen by a uh, madcap. Taught um, some birdmen new words, I believe. Yep, yep. You taught the birdmen some words, the ones that Lulu had remembered. Yeah, some new um, phrases. Yes. You also helped them fix, and, an including, can sheet. you hand me that gourd over there on the table? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to use that constantly now. Um, and you even helped um, uh, Mickey. Mickey, yeah. the limp, oh, the limping do the Mickey, flesh golem. Do the Mickey. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, you helped him get the like uh, bone devil's femur out of his foot or whatever the hell. He had some some spike in his foot. Oh, Ardenis Davros said we forgot to, to mention Lulu blasting all those demons. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, mm. she did blow oh, the she, crap out of a bunch of she, things. Didn't she like roll miraculously and just like murdered them all? She used her her like sparkle radiant damage yeah. blast that she can only do like three times a day. She like used them all on the same group of demons like in a row and destroyed like half of the enemies you guys had to fight. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty close a little um, Race did get his dick licked. Yes, in order to even get inside oh. of Fort Knucklebones, the Madcaps said that you had to lick his dick. <laughs> and we just believe them. <laughs> like, we never really have a lot of follow-up questions. We're just like, all right, cool. <laughs> uh, they did let you in. They were so impressed. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, but, yeah, once you had sort of, like, uh, made everybody happy at Fort Knucklebones, Mad Maggie... Uh, was like, all right, I will help you if you help me with this one thing. I'm going to put Lulu into a dream, and you guys are going to kind of inception into her dream and experience her memories. And then Mad Maggie would be able to, like, witness these memories. Uh, and uh, she, it's, it turns out that she's obsessed with um, uh, Zeriel. And Lulu was a former... Um, ally of Zeriel. In fact, like a very, very close ally. Uh, she's lost all her memories, so she doesn't remember much about it, but uh, but yeah, Lulu is very close to Zeriel. And so, uh, you guys go into the dream, you kind of see things pertaining to her uh, story, how she goes into hell uh, as a solar with like all these knights and whatnot. She gets betrayed. There's like all sorts of weird symbolism with like this sea of like black yeah. goo that you guys are sinking into and yeah it was rough uh some of you didn't make it like yeah we got knocked unconscious me and the bobby i missed he stepped out of it yeah you, oh that's right yeah i tried to like yeah. monkey jump and just like tripped into it and passed out turns out if you die in the dream you you don't die in real life but you go to zero hit points and are unconscious <laughs> yeah um but enough of you made it that she was able to witness the final part of the dream, which was Lulu remembering where to go next. And uh, she remembered, she saw this fortress that had sprung up around Zeriel's sword. Uh, and she remembered, oh yes, uh, back when Zeriel was still an angel, I remember me and, and someone else, we, we got her sword and we took it and we brought it somewhere and then we used all of our magic to create a fortress around it to protect it. And so... She's like, and it's it's in that direction. I know it's in that direction. So Mad Maggie was very happy with you guys uh, showing her all this. And so she gave you these two amazing Infernal War Machines uh, and uh, also offered to, oh, she added a harpoon to one of them. You guys had to sort of like sweet talk her into that one. Uh, she invited you into her hoarder hut, which was very <laughs> gross. Um, and... Uh, what else? Anything else important? We were haggling with her to try to get a silvered weapon mm -hmm. and a harpoon launcher and two vehicles, Mr. Wombo says. That's right. That's yeah. right. You did end up buying the silver glaive, which may end up going to Jason's new character. We'll see. Um, but after you guys uh, headed out from there, you were attacked by a ramshackle group of werebores on their own war machine that made your war machine look like a little child's like truck. 
Um, and yeah, it was gigantic, right? How big was that thing? It was like gargantuan. It was like it dwarfed your. It was like four times bigger. Or yeah. Five times bigger. Well, originally it was. <laughs> Some modifications. And happened. then, and then what happened, Emery? Well, I was all prepared for like a two-hour-long chase scene, right? you know, where we could get real in depth with the chase rules, and then like by the end of it. You guys like crash, and then you have like a big melee where you're fighting all the werebores and everything. Instead, Dababi casts shrink object on their vehicle, and I couldn't find any rules to state that that wouldn't work. So he shrunk down their fucking vehicle, which crushed all of them. Which was genius. Yeah. So fucking, and then they then they like had a poor roll and they hit a bump and then yeah. they, you know, <laughs> they immediately flipped over and landed upside down and you guys drove off into the sunset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really turned from Mad Max to a, a Warner Brothers cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we found our way to Harmon's, to Harmon's Hill. Hill. Yep. Then you went to Harmon's Hill and that's where Lulu thought this fortress was going to be. But it turns out it was just this creepy hill that had all these trees made out of twisted iron with people impaled on the branches. And when you looked, it actually had their names on like um, signposts uh, that had talked about what their sins were. And it turns out that these were all um, knights um, who had accompanied Zeriel into Avernus way back in the day. And they had all betrayed her in some way. Uh, and as you uh, reached the summit of the hill, you found the largest tree of all had a an elf impaled onto it, a very pale elf, um, who uh, turns out was actually a vampire. And there were all these sturges, these blood-sucking flying uh, monsters about the size of a rat uh, that had been sucking the blood out of all of these, um, these victims on these uh, trees. They weren't dead, by the way. They were all just being tortured constantly. Anyways, these Sturges were sucking their blood and then bringing the blood to this elf and injecting it into him because he was a vampire. So they were keeping him alive by doing that. Uh, but anyways, you guys pulled him off the tree um, after much debate. <laughs> and uh, he said thank you as his body sort of uh, dissolved into ash and dust and you guys sort of freed his spirit. Uh, but then unfortunately, Haruman the uh, lieutenant of Zeriel, very powerful devil, uh, arrived from the skies like a bolt of lightning uh, and ch started chasing after you. And right around that time, Lulu, the poor Hollyfent, who was very confused because she was like, this isn't the place I thought it was at all. She got abducted by a hell wasp who then was flying her to God knows where. And so you guys made the split decision, uh, split second decision of race, turning into a giant eagle and chasing after her. Whereas the rest of you piled into your vehicles and tried to escape the horrible Haramon. And then last uh, episode happened. This episode happened. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then we almost made it. We were on the very last, very the very, very last roll. Yes. Before we got out of Haramon's uh, area where yeah. he was going to stop. He literally stopped dead in his tracks Kozlo turns to Glovejig. Hey, hey, we made it! And then Fire Tornado hits him with 91 Demolish. damage. <laughs> yeah. And he's dead. Yeah. yeah. In case you just joined us. Kozlo is no dead. more. Yeah. He's yeah. crispy. That guy crispy, we were talking about this whole time, he's dead. No. He's dead. Yeah. All those close calls he had, well, this one was too close. 
a little too close to comfort. <sighs> yep. It's sad, really. But yeah. we will take him back to the top, carry him in a bucket until we reach our new home. That is a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. I think he knew. I think he knew when he came to hell yeah. that it was gonna not going to end well for him. No, he's with his beloved Torm. Yeah. Yeah. Is he though? I don't know. Oh. Probably, well, if we if we get his body out of hell, he probably he like yeah, he probably went to you know wherever Torm is, and Torm just ignored him. <laughs> he's just knocking oh, on the door. Damn. He's like knocking just, on the door. Oh, my door man. let me in. He's muttering what he thinks are prayers. <laughs> he's pleading. And Torm's just like calling the police, and like there's some dude at my door. You. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just get him out of here? I think he's Russian, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Some That's sort of Eastern European. Vaguely thing. Russian. Could be He keeps saying he German. worships me. It's really creepy. But I've never met him in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I think so I gave him a gift once, but not on purpose. Do we get any, uh, any sneak peeks of your new character? I don't know. You know, I, right. I, have some real, I have a really good idea that I really kind of developed and I've I put a lot of thought into it I may go back and retweak it a little bit um, but I will tell you uh, unless I really decide to go in a different direction it's a paladin okay yeah nice yep. cool that's awesome have you have you put much thought and you don't have to you don't have to you know spill any secrets about it but have you put any thoughts of why your paladin is in Avernus I think uh, maybe he was a hell rider, mm -hmm. and that could work. And that perhaps um, that silvered glaive is his. Oh, interesting! I like that idea. Are you going to reveal his name? Because uh... Reginald Hamstone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little preview of the new character that Jason will be playing. <laughs> we should all give him uh, some <laughs> some Rolf uh, suggestions. <laughs> you should name your character Albie Truntles. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Right out of the shoot, you got like a better name. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Albie Truntles. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in today. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Rated RPG. We hope you enjoyed episode 54 of Rated RPG, Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus. Our next live stream is scheduled for Friday, September 17th at 7 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash gamesocietypimps. We hope you can join us on Friday, September 17th. We will get back to a regular Saturday schedule, but our hectic lives just have not allowed it. And in order to maintain a once a month schedule, we decided to do a Friday night because Thursday night means a player character dies, apparently. So we're not gonna do that again. Uh, we also thank you for your support. Uh, sharing rated RPG, wherever you share stuff like that. If you see somebody online and they're asking, hey, does anybody know of a D&D podcast or show that I can get into? Recommend rated RPG. 
In fact, with episode 54, we get that massive recap. So jumping in a little bit late, still you get caught up and you understand kind of why the characters are together and why they're in why they're in Avernus. So uh, recommend Rated RPG if you care to. We appreciate that a lot. We think the right people will enjoy it and appreciate it. In the meantime, we're going to keep getting together because you guys have been so generous uh, through Patreon, patreon.com slash Rated RPG. Your donations have allowed us to make some major improvements in Rated RPG. We started this show just getting together a bunch of guys friends who want to play D&D together and we decided to turn it into a show and a podcast and uh, thank you for supporting that dream and that goal of ours uh, if you become a patron at our uh, Patreon page you are also eligible to win cool stuff like soul coins during the live stream and uh, stickers we're going to send some rated RPG logo stickers out to every one of our Patreon uh, supporters as soon as we hit 50 patrons and we have a little ways to go to do that so feel free to join up $5 a month, $15 a month, depending on uh, what you uh, can do. It would be greatly appreciated. Patreon.com slash Rated RPG. Also, all the thanks in the world to the folks who are buying us shots during the live streams and supporting us uh, in Twitch and uh, through, through PayPal. We appreciate you immensely. So thank you for your donations of booze shots during the show. Until next time, from all the folks around Ye Olde Gaming Table, thank you for listening to Rated RPG.